Bumps again to the sideline. Batted up. Oh, God! Stokely down the sideline! Can they catch him? Stokely! Wow! He broke his ankles! Now he's got an entourage! This is caught! Diggs! Sideline! Touchdown! Unbelievable! Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs! And now Brown is off to the races! Hurdles kicks him in! And a flag is thrown! That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. <laughs> that was a great call. And the game is over! Oh, the game is oh, over! Oh, the oh, Philadelphia oh, Eagles oh, are Super Bowl oh, champions! Oh, Eagles fans oh, everywhere, this is for you! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Broad Street Burner podcast covering all things NFL and I must say, I'm getting a little upset as I was putting the sheet together for the show, Rubes. It's week 15. Not much regular season football left, but has to be said, only four more weeks left in the regular season, and then we'll have playoffs. So, a little surreal right now, just kind of thinking that we're, we're almost near the end of the NFL season, but still so much good football left and so much money left to be made at least probably on your end with that being said rubes how you doing bro doing good uh i had a terrible i think it was this is week 15 so i had a terrible week six or week 13 um i went three and six but i bounced back last week four and three not too bad not great um but back to no buys which uh it was in the beginning of the season when i was at my best so i'm looking forward to that have a ton of volume coming this week and i'm definitely looking forward to it and uh, to your point of the season coming to an end, uh, as much as that does suck, at least we don't have to watch, you know, teams like Denver, Indianapolis, Cleveland, um, New Orleans, Chicago, any of those teams anymore. Yeah, that'll definitely be a plus, and I'm definitely looking forward to the playoffs, especially with the Eagles being so good this season. I think I was I was a little wary on the Eagles, not wary, but I didn't want to buy into the hype too much because I didn't want to, you know, get my hopes just stomped on and crushed. But after that that game last weekend, I am just so excited for the playoffs, and I am so excited to see what this this Eagles team can do in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the Eagles in the playoffs. They're starting to have their doubters now. You have Micah Parsons poking the bear. Um, they don't really know what's coming, the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they're all talk, all bark, no bite. So, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, you said it, Micah Parsons poking the bear. And, I mean, out of all the, the Eagles you could talk about, and just with the kind of person that Jalen Hurts is, what's what's your take on that whole situation of, of him basically calling Jalen Hurts a, a system quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a, a bit crazy coming from Micah Parsons, who plays for the Dallas Cowboys, because Dak Prescott has certainly been the beneficiary of some good teams and some good talent around him, yet he's never put together anything close to an MVP season. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a bit of a ridiculous claim. And even to his point, Micah, I mean, typically the MVP comes from comes from the quarterback on the best team or the best unexpected team so i think jalen hurts falls right in line with that and that's why he's uh minus money right now to win the mvp yeah i mean i honestly love the shit talking from from micah parsons i think 
it just gonna add so much more fuel to Jalen Hurts, who looks like he's on a mission. I mean, that clip of him on the sidelines when like AJ Brown and Quiz Watkins were celebrating, and he's just like locked in. Um, it just goes to show just kind of where his mentality is at. And another person adding on to his list, doubting him. I, I think us as Eagles fans might reap the benefit there, but I'm all for it, especially with these two teams who historically, you know, one of the biggest rivalries in football just really adds to that. So I'm all for this, this Eagles Cowboys rivalry, just heating up even more, especially as these two teams head into the playoffs. Um, but with that being said, I, I, I did want to cover just kind of like the playoff landscape before we dive into the week 15 picks because like we said it is week 15 and things are starting to heat up and we're starting to get a little bit of a more clear picture of where we stand for the playoffs so at least in the AFC Bills right now currently standing at the top with the Chiefs the Ravens are barely hanging on to that division spot which I think is due to change you know Tennessee I think all but has that that division locked up as well um, and then you have the Bengals, Dolphins, and Patriots taking up the last spots in the wild card as it stands right now. But they do have the Chargers and the Jets breathing down their necks. And Jacksonville, honestly, is creeping up a little bit. So I don't even know. Maybe the Tex the Titans aren't a lock here. But what's your outlook for the for the AFC playoff picture as it stands right now? Um, I think it still ends up being Chiefs and Bills at the top. Pretty chalk. Um Bengals look good right now as the third seed. Um, Tennessee, I think it's all but certain that they'll be the fourth seed, um, avoiding a, just losing out and Jacksonville winning out, which I think is unlikely on both ends, um, even though I don't think Tennessee is very good. Uh, Jacksonville was my preseason winner, but I just don't think they have enough in the tank to get it done this year, especially with the, the hole that they dug themselves. Um, yeah, I guess the Bengals would have to be the three seed, especially since the news just broke today that Lamar won't be playing again this week. So Baltimore is just trying to tread water right now um, since he's hot. And then in the wild card, uh, you'd have to say, I mean, you know I like the Chargers. So I'm throwing the Chargers in that wild card. Um, Ravens will be in that wild card. And third AFC team in the wild card. I guess, I mean, the Dolphins, right? I'll say the Dolphins. I say the Jets and Patriots miss out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you with you there. It's just really interesting to see, um, you know, a couple weeks ago, the Dolphins were were having a lot of talk about kind of like being in the mix for the Super Bowl. We've seen them really fall off the wagon a little bit over these past few weeks. Um, but just looking at it now, the, the AFC is so top-heavy. I think f to go to the Super Bowl, it's really between the Bills, Chiefs, and and the Bengals, honestly, but in these earlier, you know, like wild card and divisional matchups, do you see any of these teams potentially pulling off an upset and maybe making a run deeper in the playoffs? Like, you know, maybe the Chargers, maybe the Dolphins, you know, maybe Lamar does come back healthy and for the playoffs and they make a little bit of a run. Do you see anything like that? Yeah, I mean, it's football, so it's any given Sunday. And the Dolphins have proven uh, early in the year they can beat anyone and they can come back come from behind on anybody. Um, but I wouldn't count out the Ravens if Lamar's playing and fully healthy. Um, and the Chargers obviously have a high ceiling. So I don't think you can count out any of the wild card teams. And I, I would say it's not too top heavy in the AFC. I, I would say in the NFC is where it's really top heavy. So just segueing to the NFC playoff picture, like you said, it is top heavy. We have the Eagles at the top, clear cut favorites, 
followed by the Vikings, 49ers. Tampa Bay still barely hanging on by a thread just with that trash division. Then you have the NFC East teams sitting in the in the wild card spots, but due to change after this weekend with the Cowboys, Commanders, and Giants, Seahawks with a huge game tonight, playoffs on the line for them, and you have the Lions as well, who have honestly gone on a, a, a big run over the past few weeks, and I personally owe Dan Campbell an apology because the turnaround for that team has been remarkable, but what's your outlook for the for the NFC as it stands right now? Yeah, I mean, I think it's obviously Eagles at the top, and then there's a drop-down, and then you have the Vikings and Cowboys probably on that next tier, and then you have another big drop-down to where you get to, um, well, I guess it would be, I would put Minnesota, Dallas, and San Fran all even on the second tier. I think the Eagles are a tier above everyone. They are a 12-1 team. Um, they look unstoppable right now. They've been crushing a lot of teams. Um they just look good in all aspects of the game. Um, but then you have San, San Fran, Dallas, and Minnesota who are all different, but I think they're around the same level. San Fran's just got to battle through injuries, which is going to be tough for them um, despite how well they've been playing. Dallas, um, great team. Uh, very, very, very good team, I should say. They got a lot of weapons, um, but... It's the Dallas Cowboys at the end of the day. You can't really trust them. And then same goes for Minnesota. You can't trust them, but they have a great offense, terrible defense. But at the same time, when your record says you're 10 and 2 or 11 and 2, or no, is it 10 and 3 now? When you're yeah. 10 and 3, um, that that's a good team. I don't care about the point differential being negative. Uh, they're going to be right there. They're going to have at least one or two home playoff games. So um, can't count any of those teams out. And then. I don't think any of the teams in the wild card, aside from the Cowboys, who would likely be a wild card, are a threat. NFC South teams throw them out. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree with you. And, and we brought up maybe a team in the AFC making it a deeper run here. But honestly, I don't think it's out of a picture to see someone from the NFC, like, make a run here like as you said really it's only the Eagles at the top and then you have like that next wave of teams um you know I wouldn't be surprised if someone like like the commanders made a, a deep playoff run here they're just playing kind of that like gritty football and if it, it's going to be either conference for a team that's kind of out of the blue that makes a run to the NFC championship or Super Bowl I wouldn't be surprised if it if it's one of these teams whether it be like the 49ers with with Brock Purdy or even the commanders um so it'll be really interesting to see how that unfolds. Could you imagine if if the Lions somehow snuck into the playoffs this year? Yeah, I mean, that would be a Super Bowl for them and a half. So that would be a gift for whoever gets to play them in the first round because they would be the most happy to be their team in the history of the NFL football. Yeah, without a doubt. And that <laughs> that brings me to the next thing I wanted to talk about. So we have a handful of of, I guess, what I'll call like on the cusp teams this year that have like actually really like turned their season around and they're traditionally like bad franchises, but have honestly like made a run and, and surprised a lot of people this season. Um, you know, these teams, it's the Jets, the Lions, the Jags, the Commanders, Bears, Panthers, Seahawks, teams um, who really don't have a chance this year, obviously, but are going to be hot teams going into next year to be like kind of that team that takes the next step for the playoffs. Um, so I, I just wanted to get your thoughts, like out of, of, of those teams that listed, like, are any of these teams legit for next year? Like, 
I know the Bears with Justin Fields, like Justin Fields has turned into this this hot topic now being a really good quarterback. And if the Bears can build around them, they could be legit. You have the Jets who are technically like, I guess you could say a quarterback away. Like, are any of these teams next year on your radar who you think could like actually be pretty good and, and turn around what is that sentiment towards them where they're usually kind of like these franchises stuck in no man's land picking in the top 10 that can actually turn it around and be like legit playoff or Super Bowl contenders? Yeah, so the Jets, like you said, they're a quarterback away. I think they got the guy as far as their coach goes because I really like Muhammad Salah, um, Salah, Salah. He's he's a very good coach. Um, I like what he's doing there. It took, a, took some big nuts to sit down Zach Wilson and deactivate him. Um, Lions, I mean, they just seem like a team that's destined to just be happy to be there. Um you know, they like to just be in games and to scrap with better teams, and they just always have the underdog mentality, but not to beat teams and not to make a run. Uh, I think they just want to be in the conversation. At least that's what it seems to me. Jaguars, they obviously have the prodigy quarterback in Trevor Lawrence, um, who, if he can reach his full potential, they'll be great, but um, it just seems like a franchise that just can never end up getting out of its own way. I don't love the Commanders. I know they have some talent on their team, but I just think Ron Rivera is kind of a stale coach. Um, They've turned it around this season and everything, but uh, they don't have a quarterback, and it doesn't seem like they're going to have a quarterback anytime soon. Bears, they seem like they got their guy, but is he going to be that good? We'll see. Don't really love them next year. Mm, Yeah, don't love them. Panthers... They're just playing with house money right now. And Seahawks I really like, which everyone knows. I mean, they're better than they should have been this year. And I think next year they'll be pretty good too. Uh, I worry about Pete Carroll getting up there and retiring on them. But I still think they have good players. They obviously drafted well. They got uh, Woolen, the corner, Kenneth Walker. And then they obviously have DK on the outside. So even if they get a different quarterback from Geno, Geno's been lighting it up. Uh, I think they'll be pretty good next year as well. Yeah, I agree. I I like the the Pete Carroll thing because he is just like old as shit, and he yeah, doesn't seem it with, <laughs> with the energy that he always brings. But he's like got to be pushing eighty years old or, or something like that. Yeah, I think. he's uh, sev- he'll be seventy two. Oh, he's seventy one. He's seventy one right now. Younger yeah. than I thought, but still old as shit. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting. I do like these teams like kind of making a run though. It, it it makes it interesting. I think we're seeing like kind of this max mass exodus in the league. Like the Patriots are falling off a bit, Green Bay's falling off a bit. Um and now you have a team like the Jets, the Lions, the Jags, like who can who can potentially be making a run over these next couple years if they get the the draft right. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, obviously the common denominator with all of these teams listed here. Um I guess you could argue it is really the quarterback. Um, maybe not for the Seahawks. It really depends what happens with Geno. He's changed a bit, but it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. The quarterback market's not really going to be that hot in the offseason, but I think some craziness could happen. Right. I would love to see Derek Carr go somewhere new. Who knows what's going to happen with Lamar? You have Jimmy G out there right. who, who can potentially be finding a new team. So it'll be interesting to see how it all unfolds. But Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, a lot of the Jets could definitely use Lamar. I know that there's been a lot of uh, flirting on Twitter and everything like that, so that would be interesting. I'd love to see him go to New York. I would love to see that too, but that'll that'll be another perfect segue. We can get into the Week 15 slate since the first game we have up 
is tonight's game. We're going to get our crystal ball out. This is a, a playoff matchup we got here on, on a Thursday night football game. We got the 49ers, who are 9-4, and four, going to Seattle to play the Seahawks, who are 7-6. and six. Right now, 49ers are minus 3, over under sits at 43. Big Dick Brock's playing tonight, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. This is a must-win game for the Seahawks if they want to make the playoffs this season. You're on the Seahawks. I love this pick. I even love Seahawks' money line. Why are you on the Seahawks tonight? I just like the... I just like the Seahawks tonight. Um, they've been trending the wrong direction. 49ers have been trending the right direction. Uh, Glock Purdy seems like he's kind of playing with house <laughs> money right now. He, he is a little banged up as well, so you got to watch out for that because I think the 49ers' next quarterback might be Steve Young. Um, so it's going to be tough for them if, if he goes down or something like that. But uh, I like the Seahawks tonight. It's the divisional matchup, so just when you think you have two teams figured out and they play a divisional matchup, it goes the opposite way. So I'm on the Seahawks tonight for sure. Yeah, I, I like the Seahawks here too. I, I just think this is such a big game. And, um, you know, with Brock Hurd, I know the 49ers have been playing well, but... Really, anything can happen in a divisional game. But even if the Seahawks do lose tonight, no matter the outcome, this is this is still like a huge successful season for the mm-hmm. for the Seahawks. And I know that's like a little bit of like a loser's mentality, but for what this team was supposed to be going into this season and where they are now, whether they make the playoffs or not, like if I'm a Seahawks fan, I am still like absolutely delighted no matter what happens whether they make the playoffs or not they've just shown so much yeah because i thought it'd be one of those things where they stunk really bad and they're great players like dk and i mean i wasn't expecting them to have other great players this year but a guy like dk would ask for a trade to a contender yeah but the way they've played this year um they've shown that they have something to build around yeah, DK, even Lockett, too. Like, Lockett has sneakily been one of the most consistent wide receivers in the NFL over the past, like, five years. Yeah. Um, you know, he's been complimenting that offense so well, too. He's been balling. And one more thing I wanted to cover here. Do you think, like, the the Geno hype has worn off a bit? Because I know we're big Geno guys. Earlier in the season, obviously, it was a huge storyline. Geno's been balling out. But as the, the Seahawks have kind of slid a little bit, I feel like the hype around Geno has worn off. Do you still think he's he's that guy in Seattle? Uh, the, the hype's worn down a, a little bit, but I, I do think Geno's earned another year for sure. I mean, you're not going to roll with Drew Locke unless you can get a guy like Lamar Jackson or somebody that's significantly better. you got to roll with Geno next year, and I don't think the hype should really wear off because he's had a great season. I don't think many people thought that he'd even be starting for the entire season, but here he is. So uh, he's got him in the playoff picture, and I don't think there's really much more you can ask for out of Gino. Yeah, without a doubt. So as you're listening to this tomorrow, this game will have already happened. Hopefully we got the predictions correct. Rooting for the Seahawks tonight. So we'll see how that one plays out. But moving right along here, we have a couple Saturday games, which is interesting. Do you, I don't even know why they have... Is there a specific reason why they have Saturday games this week? Um, I think once college football ends, they get the green light to start taking over Saturdays, so they take full advantage. I mean, more the merrier. I kind of like it, but one of the games we have on this Saturday slate, the Ravens 9-4 and four at Cleveland Browns. The Browns are 5-8, and eight, basically done this season, um, but they still stand minus 3 right now. I think Huntley is going to play on Saturday, so... The Ravens will have him over under sits at 38. 
you're on the Browns, no surprise. The Browns have been your team all season long. Nope. Why do nope. you like Cleveland in this game? Nope. Um, I just think the Ravens are dealing with the QB issues, obviously. Huntley's in there. He got banged up last week, but he's back in. And then um, you have Lamar, who's out, obviously. Browns are trying to build something for next season and kind of trying to carry some momentum over for next season. I just think I like the Browns in this one, minus three. I don't think that's too much to cover. Um, yeah, I mean, Ravens defense has been playing a lot better, but Browns are due to have a decent game. Yeah, yeah, I like that. And I, I put this in the show notes here, but I I do think there's a little bit of the chance that the Ravens could miss the playoffs, depending what happened over these next couple weeks and depending on if Lamar can come back in, in, a, in a timely manner. Um, I think this would be like the second year in a row, the if it did happen this year, that the Ravens would kind of have like this collapse here. Um, do you think there's a chance that they, they, they miss the playoffs this season? It would really take a lot out of the choking Chargers for the Ravens to miss the playoffs. So I would say they're going to make it. And um, But I do have them losing this week, so that would drop them down to 9-5. Nine, nine and five. It's going to be tough with Lamar banged up, but I, I don't see them missing out on the party. Um, the Dolphins are also trending in the wrong direction, and they're in the wild card as well. So uh, I think the Ravens can survive. Yeah, I mean, they have Cleveland this week, then they have the Falcons, then the Steelers. So those are, are three games they they should win, um, depending on Lamar's health. And then they wrap up Week 18 at the Bengals, which is a, a pretty interesting matchup to see how that one unfolds. So I do think there's a chance that they do miss out on the party, but it'll be interesting to see how that all that all unfolds down in, uh, down in Baltimore. I think something's got to give with Harbaugh there. I think they need something fresh, but... Obviously, I think the biggest thing for them going into the offseason is going to be what happens with Lamar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So, moving on to the next Saturday game and definitely going to be the highlight. We have the Dolphins, as mentioned, trending in the wrong direction, sitting at 8-5, and five, going to Buffalo, who is 10-3. Bills sit at minus 7, over-under sits at 43.5. There's going to be freezing temperatures. I'm seeing 9 inches of snow. Obviously, two in the cold is no bueno, so that's a huge storyline. I guess that's why the Bills sit at minus seven. This kind of seems like a reverse of what happened in the first game that these teams played earlier in the season when they played at um, in Miami mm-hmm. um, when the Dolphins came back and, and won that game. I, they, they blamed it on the heat. They said that the, uh, the Bills were exhausted from that severe heat down in Miami. So the Bills get get to pay it back with that freezing cold temperatures. Um, What's your take here? What do you think about this game? Obviously, the Dolphins haven't looked good, didn't really look that great. Tua's stock is going down a little bit after that Chargers game. And I think he's going to struggle in the cold weather, especially in the snow. So I think the Bills really have an opportunity here just to to run away with the division and and, and stomp on the Dolphins' throats. Yeah, I mean, this game is tough to predict for me. Um, for a divisional game, you don't expect the spread to be this wide um, when it's a 10-3 and team going up against an 8-5 and team. But obviously, Dolphins probably aren't used to those conditions. Um, I think they're taking it a little too lightly when they're wearing the T-shirts that say, uh, we wish it was colder or whatever it is. Um, don't love that, especially from a team that's kind of been going on a, in a downward trend. Uh, I probably would have taken the Dolphins despite all that action off the field. So uh, I don't have a take in this one as far as betting against the spread. But um, 
yeah, I mean, it should be a, a, a very interesting game to watch and uh, something that I'm glad is a standalone game for sure. Yeah, definitely. And and one thing I do like in this game is the over. It's sitting at 43 and a half right now. That's mm-hmm. probably going to move come Saturday just with depending on the weather there. But if it definitely snows there, I feel like everyone, um, you know, the public's going to love the under in a snow game. But I'm, I'm a snover guy. I'm a snover guy, so <laughs> would love to see a little over over action here. So I think that could be a good play here. But this one really isn't like a a, a, a bet game. This is just like a, a sit back and, and watch with with a couple drinks. Yeah, definitely. That's gonna be it's gonna be a good one. So one last thing here, I, you mentioned the whole like Mike McDaniel thing with like the T-shirt. Wish it was colder. Do you like Mike McDaniel? Like, what's yeah? What's your take him. on him? I love him, but uh, when you're in a down, on a downward trend, I feel like you shouldn't take anything lightly, and it seems like he, he tends to do that a lot. But I, I do like Mike McDaniel. I love watching the Dolphins play offense, um, despite how bad they looked on Thursday night. That seemed like it was kind of just one of those things where it was a one-game thing, hopefully, or one-half thing, because the first half was really atrocious. But uh, maybe they'll have some more fumble recoveries in this game. Some balls will squeak out in the snow to Tyreek, <laughs> and they'll run it for touchdowns. That's what they got to hope for. Yeah, definitely. I, I like McDaniel, too. I think he's a, a good coach, and similar to how like it was with Sirianni, I think he just gets a, a little bit of the unnecessary hate just because he's, he's kind of just a goofball. Yeah. Um, but I think he's a, he's a fantastic coach. So moving right along to the Sunday slate, we had the Falcons 5-8. and eight playing the Saints, who are 4-9. and nine. Saints sit at minus 4. This over-under also sits at 43.5. You're on the Falcons. I love it, too, because this is just the perfect Falcons line. It's Desmond Ritter time down in Atlanta. Why do you like the Falcons? Can't miss out on uh, betting on a QB in his first start, so I'm betting on Desmond Ritter. I want to see what he's got. Saints don't have any tape on him, so they're going to have to see what he's got, too. They're also fighting for a playoff spot. Um, as crazy as that is, as a five and eight team, they'll, if they do make the playoffs, they'll likely be under five hundred. So I'm rooting for that scenario, for an under five hundred team to get a playoff game. So that'll be cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I w- I would love to see Desmond Ritter take the Falcons to the playoffs. I'm betting on them plus four. Even if they do screw the game up, maybe they'll just lose by a field goal. So give me Falcons plus four all day. Yeah, I I love the Falcons here too. When the Falcons, you know, are are the favorite, that's that's the danger zone. That's the danger zone. But a line like this against a, a just a shitty Saints team who are minus four mm-hmm. in a tough divisional matchup, like you said, Desmond Ritter's first start. I absolutely love this line, and I'm rooting for Desmond Ritter. Um, you know, AAC proud. He was an animal at Cincinnati, so rooting for him. Who knows if he'll be the guy? But there there are some weapons there um you know he's got london he's got cordell patterson so it'll be interesting to see hopefully they draw up a good game plan for him but would absolutely love to see the falcons win this game and honestly put some pressure on the bucks because i honestly i don't think i want to see the bucks in the playoffs yeah i don't want to see the bucks in the playoffs they're rough to watch yeah that they're just terrible tv so Love the love the Falcons this week. We'll see how that one plays out. Hopefully that's not a, a, a big public bet. Um, but we'll see. We'll see there. Moving right along, we have the Eagles 12 and 1 going to Chicago to play the 3 and 10 Bears. Eagles sitting at minus 9 over under sitting at 48 and a half. We have Justin Fields versus Jalen Hurts. So a great QB matchup. And we just got some good D. 
The Bears have a good D. The Eagles have a good D. You're on the Bears. I'm a little wary of that. What do you like about Chicago? Eagles coming off two blowout wins in a row. Um, they crushed the spread. Bears uh, coming off at a disappointing performance in their last game. Um, I think their backup started, Simeon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just think the Eagles are due for a, a little bit of a letdown where they won't cover the spread, especially considering they have a look-ahead week to Dallas next week. And as much as they say they're focused on Chicago, I know them and everyone else in the city is looking ahead to that Dallas game on Christmas Eve. So yep. I just think this is an obvious Bears plus nine take. Yeah, I like that. I I also I just I just love this this QB matchup. I I don't know, but I'm a, I'm a little worried. We're gonna have Justin Fields just kind of like running it straight down our throats. Yeah. Um. I'm a, I'm a little scared of that. I don't think we have we faced any scrambling quarterbacks this year. I mean, there isn't too many other than Hurts, um, Jack, Lamar Jackson, Fields, and then I guess if you want to throw like Allen and Mahomes in that running quarterback category but we haven't faced any of those guys until i mean fields. they they had vanilla vic last week and he didn't do shit <laughs> yeah 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 he didn't do nothing vanilla vic um yeah so it'll be good it'll be good to see obviously like you said everyone really is looking ahead to that next cowboys game but i still think this will be a, a decent test for the eagles hopefully they're not looking ahead but not saying they're gonna it's going to be a letdown spot here, but nine is a big number, especially traveling on the road with a, with that scrappy Bears team. So Rubes is on the Bears there. Moving right along, I'm a little hesitant on this one. I'm not going to lie. Chiefs 10-3 and three, playing the Texans, who are 1-11-1. That is a terrible record. The Chiefs sit at minus 14, over-under sits at 49.5. Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, historical for playing not playing down to their competition is that how that's phrased mm -hmm. um you're yes, on the sir. chiefs here at minus 14 that's a that's a big 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 number what do you I like know. about the chiefs i mean i gotta roll with the chiefs in this one texans i i, I just fucking hate them because <laughs> i bet on them about three or four weeks in a row and they didn't cover i finally took the week off last week and they decided to cover against yep. the fucking cowboys but um yeah i mean i i've been off the texans i think i'm gonna stay off the texans i'm gonna roll with the chiefs here chiefs went out to a big lead last week and they lost it so i think they learned from their mistakes this week texans they pr pretty much won last week i mean that's as close to a win as the texans are getting late in the season so i'm rolling with the chiefs in this one they got a lot more to play for than the texans yeah yeah, I agree, but it, it'll be interesting. I, there's just always these instances of the Chiefs just fumbling the bag with these bad teams. Like, they took that loss to the Colts earlier this season, so it'll be interesting to play out. That That's a really big number, but I can I could definitely see uh, the, the Chiefs need a, a get-right game, and this is obviously here uh, sitting right in front of them, so... It'll be interesting, but I don't think I can... I don't think I have the cojones to, to take the Chiefs minus 14 here. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, it definitely is a lot of points, so be wary. Be wary. So moving on to another game we have on the Sunday slate. Rubes is just, it's the, the season of picks. I don't know what's going on with him, mm -hmm. but so many picks this week. I love it. We have the Cowboys 10-3 and three, going to Jacksonville to play the Jags, who are 5-8. Cowboys sitting at minus 4, over under 48.5. 
The Jaguars are playing well. The the Cowboys, I mean, honestly, barely squeaked by that win against the Texans last week. I think they have a little bit of a case of a, a, a little look-ahead syndrome. I think they're definitely looking ahead to that Eagles game on Christmas Eve. They might be overlooking the Jags here, I feel like. I, I don't know. That, that, that could be a strong possibility, but then again, that defense is so good. They can absolutely just beat the brakes off the Jags. You like the Cowboys here. What's uh what's got your eye in this one? Yeah, I like the Cowboys. I mean, they may be looking ahead like the Eagles were, but I think Jacksonville's been on an upward trend and they're ready to get humbled. So I'm gonna be on the Cowboys this week. Cowboys pretty much got embarrassed in a win last week. Um everyone was yeah. talking about how the Texans should have won that game and the Cowboys squeaked by. So I think the Cowboys have something to prove in this game. Jacksonville um, they seem like they've been using a lot of gas to get these last couple wins, so I'm gonna roll with Dallas here. Unfortunately, yeah, I mean that's a it's a great number for for Dallas at minus mm-hmm. four for sure. Um, so there definitely is value there, and you're on the under as well, which I like because that is a high number, forty eight and a half. Yeah, um, that is very high. Any specific reason why you're on the under for this one as well? I mean, I just expect Micah Parsons to wreck shit. Um, I think the Cowboys will be running the ball, so I think it'll be under. Yeah, I like it. I like it. That is a high number, so under definitely in play. So moving on, we have the Cardinals, 4-9 and nine at the Broncos, 3-10. and 10. I love how you have a pick in this game because this is just a fucking doo-doo of a matchup. <laughs> Broncos are minus 3 over under, sits at 36 Honestly, I respect Kyler for faking the ACL injury, so he has more time to dedicate to Call of Duty. Um, Warzone is heating up. We just had an update yesterday, so he'll have his full commitment to the sticks. Russell Wilson died last weekend. Um, you know, rest in peace to him. That that clip of him on the ground was it was kind of upsetting. I felt bad for him. You're on the Cardinals here with uh, with Big Dick Colt McCoy at QB. Any specific reason why you uh why you like the Cardinals in this one? Yeah, I mean, Broncos backdoor covered on me last week when I had the Chiefs, so I'm pretty pissed Mm. off at them for that, those motherfuckers. But uh, (laughs) Cardinals, if anyone can tame a bucking Bronco, it's Colt McCoy. So uh, I'm going to roll with Colt McCoy. I like Colt McCoy. I've liked him since his Texas days, since he took over for Vince Young back in the day. Um, Real ones, remember. But, yeah, I'm I'm rolling with Colt McCoy here. Uh, I can't can't not roll with Colt. Yeah, I like it. I mean... We'll see what happens with Colt. I mean, it, just a shitter of a game. Yeah, th- this really is. There, this game will not be on red zone one time. Yeah, like I, I don't even think it will ever. These touch. teams are glorified Pac-12 teams. Yeah, literally, and thirty-six, like, it's might still be high. probably like that. That, <laughs> that might be high. This should be like twenty-seven and a half. Yeah, for these two teams. So. We'll see what happens here. Just two disappointment of teams. The Cardinals, not really, because I kind of expected them not to have a good season. Um, but the Broncos, 3-10, and 10, it's just, that's just sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Definitely not going to be tuning into that one at all. Um, no fantasy implications for that one either for me, really. So, really absolutely zero reason to even check the score on that game. <laughs> Um, moving along, we have the Patriots seven and six going to Vegas to play the Raiders who are five and eight, basically standing at a pick 'em right now. Pats are minus one over under sits at 44 and a half. I fucking hate the Raiders. I hate the Raiders. 
I had my take that they might creep into the playoffs, and they had that just fucking embarrassing of a loss to the Rams and to Baker Mayfield. Yeah. I just could not believe my eyes seeing that. I thought that that take was going to age like fine wine. The Raiders were going to go on a little bit of a run, and I'd be vindicated, but lo and behold, I wouldn't. But you are on the Raiders here, which I like too. I mean, I'm just not sold on the Pats at this point, but I'm totally done. I'm done with the Raiders. Yeah, I don't like the Pats, and uh, like I've been saying for a couple weeks now, the Raiders are in their perfect position where Derek Carr can just play with the garbage time of the season and build his stats up, yep. and the Raiders can just play spoiler. And the Pats are a team that's right on the cusp there of the, making the playoffs, and now they play the Raiders, who um, their whole goal in the season is just to ruin other teams' seasons, not to actually have a good season. So that's why you got to roll with the Raiders and what's basically a pick em. Yeah, I, I like that of them being the spoiler because that's just exactly what's going to happen. Like, I, I just don't get it with this team. And what's what's your opinion on Derek Carr? Do you think he's a good quarterback? He's he's a quarterback. That's what <laughs> I'll say. He's he's a he's not a bad quarterback. He's not below average. He's not a good. It's like he's just QB, like quarterback. That's it. <laughs> There's like if you're better than Derek Carr, you're above average. And if you're worse than Derek Carr, you're below average. That's he's just like him. I. The definition of average. I like Derek Carr. I don't know what it is about him. I like him, his personality, but yeah. uh, he's also just seems like a tryhard for a guy that hasn't done anything in the NFL in almost 10 years. Yeah, he had that. They they had that one good season where they yeah, were cooking, year, and then he tore, his, he tore mm-hmm. his ACL, and it was yeah. over. Yeah. Um, but also, it, have to mention, Devontae Adams has been absolutely balling yep. this Have him in both fantasy leagues big reason why i'm in the playoffs in both leagues uh can't believe it just want to thank jesus christ and (laughs) um and all my hard work i actually meant to mention this at the top of the pot but i just wanted to say congratulations for your playoff birth in in both leagues i only made the playoffs in one out of the two leagues so credit to you making it in both i really can't believe it i really really can't believe it and some other members in the league are telling me that i have the best (laughs) team on paper in the league so, you know, that can only go great, right? <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. I mean, to be honest, in the the one league that I made the playoffs in as well, you have no chance. No offense. No, but, no, um, no, I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm taking home the championship there. But in the other, I was taking a look at your team before we hopped on, and that team is looking good. Didn't you score the – uh, Did you score the most points in the regular season? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh dude, I'm such a letdown. It's either going to be that fantasy team or the Eagles that are going to let down in the playoffs. So I don't know which one to root for. I mean, you just need you just need one, whether it be the Eagles making the run or the fantasy team. I honestly probably would take the fantasy team to be honest. If the Eagles make the Super Bowl, I'll probably spend thousands of dollars, and if I win the fantasy league, then I'll make (laughs) at least a thousand dollars. So I don't know. I mean, (laughs) good luck to you, brother. I am definitely rooting for you to take home the dub. Great to see my boys snapping in fantasy, but that's enough. Of the Broad Street Burner Fantasy Corner. Moving right along. <laughs> got a little sidetracked here. We have the Titans 7-6 and six at the Chargers, who are also 7-6. and six. Another playoff matchup on, on the slate this week. The Chargers are sitting at minus 3, which is a line I absolutely hate for the Chargers. Over-under sits at 47. You're on the Titans. I like that as well. What's got What's got you on the Titans this week? So what's got me on the Titans is have the Chargers ever had back-to-back 
impressive performances no. that you can think of. No, they haven't, <laughs> and they won't. So I'm going to roll with the Titans. Titans have been trending in the wrong direction, but again, they don't really have too much pressure on them unless they were to lose this week and Jacksonville wins. Then it would be a game difference, but for right now, there's still two games up on Jacksonville, so I think the Titans beat up on the Chargers in this one. Yeah, I 100% agree. The Titans have... Uh... They've gotten humbled a little bit over the past few weeks, but I still think they're a very well-coached football team. And like you said, the the Chargers just, they they can't do this in, in back-to-back weeks, especially with them being a favorite here. Vrabel's going to have the Titans ready to go here, and it's just going to be one of those, another, I hope like, like a last-second, just painful loss for the Chargers. I hope we see like a Brandon Staley going for it on a, on a fourth and like seven. Mm-hmm. Ah. I just, I just, I hate Brandon Staley. I don't, I don't know what it is about him, but when, when the Chargers have Sean Payton as their head coach next year, I think they'll be, uh, they'll be on the bigger and better things. So yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> All right, and then moving on to your last pick in this week's slate, we have two more games left to cover though. Bengals nine and four at Tampa Bay, who is six and seven. Bengals are sitting at minus three and a half. Over under sits at forty four. I mean, I have it here. the The Bucks are trash, but I I do think this is a letdown spot. Yeah, I mean, the Bucks, they they suck. Um, they really suck, and they really <laughs> suck to watch. I really don't like watching them. Brady, obviously, he's always been a pocket passer, but now he's a forty five year old pocket passer. So it's really just the most boring football you can watch when you're watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I just think. They might lull the Bengals to sleep and cover in this game. So that's what I got. Yeah, I mean, I, I like the Bucks a little bit here, too. I just think the Bengals, obviously, they've been playing fantastic football, have had a couple big wins. But with that being said, obviously, teams are always due for a letdown spot here. Um, so I, I, I just think it, it, it's a strong possibility to come. So I like the Bucks a little bit here, too. That line is interesting, three and a half. Honestly, I think it should be a little more for the Bengals, just with how bad the Bucks have been, but mm-hmm. Vegas knows better than me. Yeah, not as many trap lines this week as there have been in the prior couple of weeks. Like Obviously, we didn't have the pod last week, but would have loved to talk about how Detroit was favored over Minnesota. I didn't touch yeah. that game because that was just like an insane line, and you see why. Yeah, I mean, speaking of trap lines, this brings us to the last game. Giants 7-5-1 at Washington, who is also 7-5-1. The Commanders are minus 4.5. Over-under sits at 40.5. This is an all-time divisional matchup. This is for the playoffs. But when I saw 4.5, I was blown away. That is a very big line for this divisional matchup, especially when these teams just tied a couple weeks ago. Who do you want to see in the playoffs between these two teams, the Commanders or the Giants? You know I've been hating on the Giants all season, yep. so I'm going to have to roll with the Commanders to make the playoffs. But what I'm going to do is, right now while I'm talking, I'm going to bet on this game to go into overtime. And I love that. And it is plus 1,460 to 1. So bet $10 on it to win, uh, let's see. 
ten dollars to win one forty six. Um, I think they're going to go to overtime. I'm rooting for a tie. I would love to see these teams just tie out for the season. That would be. <laughs> Could you imagine if these two teams tied against each other twice in a season? There's zero percent chance that has ever happened in the NFL. No way, but I'm rooting for it, and I I think it's possible. Commanders are playing, um, <laughs> playing again. Um, this is back to back for them against the Giants because they had a bye week, so uh, that's yes. interesting. Um, I think that might be explain why they're four and a half point favorites, just because they've had a whole week to just watch that last game and prepare for this one. So, um, but we'll see, we'll see. A tie on primetime with the playoffs on the line. I'm intrigued to see like what that would mean for the playoff picture if they tied again. But that would just be fantastic. And, dude, if that overtime bet hits, that would be insane. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. should be fun. Yeah, it should be fun, especially on on primetime. This is, this is like, I guess, like three playoff matchups this week. So this one definitely will be a must-watch. Just a absolute classic game i'm mm-hmm. rooting for the commanders too here i'm done with the giants as well good for you good for you after the yeah. eagles just whooped them last week and made them look like a bunch of babies that was such an unbelievable game i'm still like getting over that high <laughs> yeah looked like i was just playing madden or something literally literally so that is gonna wrap us up for this week 15 slate a lot of great games Stay tuned for Rubes' full slate of picks on the Twitter. Rubes, any any final words before we wrap up today? Uh, no final words. Everyone follow Broad Street Burner on Twitter. Check out the website. Um, definitely need to start dropping some more blogs soon with the playoffs coming up. Been pretty busy, but yeah. Uh, thanks for all the support, everyone. Let's keep rolling. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys next week. Bumps again to the sideline. Bat it up. Oh, God! Stokely! His ankles. Now he's got an entourage. This is caught. Diggs. Sideline. Touchdown. Unbelievable. Derek Johnson, the all-time leading tackler in the history of the Chiefs. And now Brown is off to the races. Hurdles kicks him in. And a flag is thrown. One is. Oh, there's a flag. Beckham has one-handed catch. How in the world? Oh, my goodness. That was the most exciting thing to happen tonight. I tell you what, that was a great call on your part. (laughs) That was a great call. And the game is over! The game is over! The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is...